Hello, and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. We're back. We took a week off. You know, we're busy. We got things to do. Uh, last week, I can't remember why we didn't. Oh, you know what? I had off on Thursday, and I gamed for a long time, so I just forgot about everything. We're back on track, though. I'm here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover over the past couple of weeks. And actually, um, uh, we technically have a lot of stuff that's new, too. So, like, it's not really a lot of stuff from last week. It's actually a lot of stuff that just happened, actually, in between when we would normally drop an episode. So that's kind of good. Um, so make sure to go to all of our social media platforms. Go to Facebook.com. Search for FOMOcast. Go to the group where everyone shares stuff and tags me in it or tags Tim or uh, Jeremy, thank you from Florida, um, the man who's always sharing some fun stuff that we see on there, um, uh, which Tim tagged me in later, but Jeremy shared it to the FOMO cast group, so that was cool. Um, also, make sure to go to our Instagram, which is FOMO Podcast, where we post a lot of places have been posting, like IGN will post a little little quick snippets. We'll steal their little picture and throw it up there so you guys can have an idea. And then uh, make sure to go to our Twitter, FOMO underscore cast. If you're interested in watching us game, me and Tim game together quite a bit. Uh, rarely am I not with him. Uh, when we do, um, you can search him on TC Mendo on Twitch. Or what uh, I think you search TC Mendo also on uh, Twitter, YouTube. not Twitter, on um, uh, YouTube. YouTube. YouTube, he streams live on there as well, and then I stream stream live on FOMO Cast Gaming, and actually we I we are part of the Level Up program with that one, so it's fb.gg/fomocastgaming. Uh, we have stars active, so I feel real special because stars, it it just makes you feel like you're a real gamer, you know. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna be starting a Patreon soon. We had one a long time ago, and I'm gonna start one back up so me and Tim can start doing some bonus episodes. Um, maybe have some guests on pick the topics things like that we can debate uh and then also uh, make sure you check out con con's cantina uh we're going to talk about the episode of the mandalorian from last week uh episode uh, the first episode of season two which is chapter nine but um they are doing an in-depth like you won't even believe they have the the star wars knowledge that you want and need so go check them out at ConCon's Cantina. Thanks to Connor, who uh, me and him discussed things throughout the whole week. But um, let's get straight into it. Um, first thing, I want to say RIP Sean Connery, the original, the first 007, who was so good. He came back and reprised his role after not being James Bond for one film, I think it was. Um, he was, an, he, hadn't, he hadn't acted, I think, what was it? 14 years i think has been 2006 is when he retired from from acting yeah something like that and then like you said he comes back on you know these like little parts it's like home ways obviously he has a distinct distinctive um accent so it's not like he could hide hide it or whatnot but yeah all i remember is uh is him from the rock so yeah you know what the rock um that could have been one of his last ones no, I don't think so. I'll pull it no, up. No, he quick. was in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or something like that, wasn't he? Uh, those were, I, I think those were around the same time, I think. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember. I can't even remember what the last, so um, I'll tell you right now. Oh, that's producer. So the last one, oh, he voiced, he did a voice role in 2012 called for Sir Bill. I don't even know what that is. 
And then another one was like a TV movie. He was the he was the narrator in 2007. Um, wow, that this is kind of cool. 2005, he did the voice for a PlayStation 2 game of From Lush, Russia with Love. So it may have been just um, uh, what should call it? Voiceover, like it, like his voice from the movie. Um, yeah. But no, you're right. League of the Extraordinary Gentleman was his last movie. And then he okay. did a thing. It was a it was a TV series where he played John Muir in Freedom, a history of the US. And so <laughs> so that was in 2003 was League of the, Instro- of the Extraordinary Gentleman. And then The Rock was 96. So and oh, when I remember him, so I remember him from The Rock. But what I always distinctly was when I hear it is uh, Dragonheart. Where he plays the dragon uh, opposite, uh, is it? Is it? Oh my gosh, it's Dennis Quaid. It is. I forgot. Yeah, he plays. So he plays the dragon opposite um, Dennis Quaid, and that that one is one of my favorite movies, right there. Um, hmm. That one, and then obviously um, this one's for Justin. So Connor, when you listen to this, remember to clip it at this point. Because um, he was also in um, Highlander 2, The Quickening, uh, playing Ramirez opposite the best and only true Highlander, which is Connor McLeod. Just so you know, Tim, we have an ongoing um, feud with Justin <laughs> from Constantina. Um, and then obviously most people remember him from The Hunt for Red October. Oh, he was in Highlander 2. He was in the first Highlander as well. I saw that. So um, it's really crazy to see, see that he was still playing james bond in 1983 and never say never again wow when was the first james bond that he was in since the last uh, one was 83 uh, uh, let's go back to the beginning wow i mean i, I couldn't even gauge a year um you'd never guess it i can tell you right now uh 72. Um, no. <laughs> I'm dying, and I got no clue. 63. No. No. 62. 62. Wow. So I almost, see. so over 20 years between the beginning and the ending one. Yeah. Let me make, for sure, him. make sure there's no other ones. Because he played a... So he played, technically he wasn't James Bond, but he was James Bond in one of them. So so 62 was Dr. No. And then the next year, it was from Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. And then in 64 was, was Goldfinger. And then 65 was Thunderball. And then 67 was You Only Live Twice. Sheesh, they were putting those out like hotcakes. Then 71, Diamonds Are Forever. 71. Is that when he bailed on it for a little bit? Um, Yeah, and then he came back in 83 for Never Say Never Again. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember what film it was that he did. It has to be in between these, in th- between Thunderball or You Only Live Twice. Um, McNeil. 
Because I wonder if he played James Bond in the other one that I was wrong about. Maybe he did. Because I don't think it's male species or sh- that one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's you only live twice. Because it sounds like. Let me see. Trivia. This is a really made John Bond film. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I know there was one that was not a part of that series, and it was some sort of loophole where they could use the stuff. So, uh, so we'll go back to our normal program. And we just wanted to say R.I.P. Um, uh, another uh, great actor was lost, and it's just one of those things right. that you uh, we don't want to start off on a dour, a sour note, but um, it it is something that we want to mention because it did happen this week. Um, and then more sad news, not you know of as sad as uh, someone passing away, but uh, Netflix raised its prices again. Um, I'm pretty sure if they do decide to raise it next year, I'll probably cancel it. I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. uh, which uh, which, went... which which uh, subscription do you have, or which one do you have? Do you have the 4K one or the? No, I have the base one. Normal. Yeah, because what was it? They have the. Oh, the four, the, the, they have the they have a four uh, K one, they have and they have the basic one, and the four yeah. K well, one the, went up to almost twenty bucks, I think. Yeah, that one went up two bucks. That's like the premium one. Then there's the standard, which is probably the one that everyone has. Right. That one went up a dollar, and then there's the basic, which is I think still less than I think it's like eight ninety nine, and that one there or could be even six ninety nine. That one did not change at all. What's the basic one? I do. Your your guess is as good as mine. I didn't know there was one lower than like the standard, but on the article it said there the standard went up a dollar. Premium, which is the four K, went up two bucks, and the basic, like I said, I think it's like six. I know it's definitely. I know it's less than ten dollars. Uh, I think it's like six ninety nine that that stayed the same. So I don't know. Maybe it's just you get like not the Netflix only content. Oh, so for no, Netflix. What, no, what it is is basic is you only get um, one screen. So you can oh. only watch one screen at a time. So like I have standard and standard, you can watch two screens at the same time. So if you and the wife want to watch something, you can each watch it on different TVs at the same time. Shoot, we never do that. I want to go to basic. And there's so, no HD available. So that might that might make a difference, too. Yeah, whatever. No, because trust me, I've watched try to watch stuff that's not HD anymore. No, I know, and and it's like, boy, is it really? It's like looks like it's fuzzy. It's like no, it's just standard. It's like, oh my gosh, it's scary. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, no, exactly. But yeah, no, I I saw that, and it was one of those things that, um, what was it? It would come, um, if you were to sign up, it would, um the price increase would be, you know, be immediately like right when you signed up. But if you already have it, they'll get you in your next billing cycle. So, um, you know, if you just paid your bill, you get it, you know, the same price or the old price for, for a month. Uh, if not, or if it comes up tomorrow, well, then you kind of got hosed, but it was interesting that they're, they're raising it's their price and, I can't, I can't remember when the last was it a couple years ago that they raised it like a dollar seems like yeah. it's a dollar each time yeah I think it was last year yeah um 
I believe I believe they raised it because they hadn't raised it in a while, and I think it was when they were eliminating the DVD function of everything. Yeah, I think so. I think it was that, and a lot of like made for Netflix stuff was coming out. Like Adam Sandler signed for like when everyone was signing for those movie deals, like uh-huh. he did like five of them for them, and there was more of that content going just straight to Netflix and getting some bigger name people that were either, you know producing stuff for it or you know uh or getting actors that was making it like i said straight for netflix like adam sandler so but yeah nope i saw that and well i'm i mean this is the perfect time to do it because everyone i mean you your options are limited to watch movies it's pretty much everything was streaming since Theaters haven't been open. So. Yeah, and that's why I figured they were going to do it. And I'm not going to lie. So they do have, we, we've mentioned her before, Shonda Rhimes, who is a creator of Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice and all that stuff like that. And I think basically, uh, you know, when you have that one, someone that big, first of all, you're going to need the money. Secondly, yeah. you're going to need, your people are going to want to watch it because they don't have anything, they don't have anything else to do. I mean, there's a reason why, if you see that the Black Friday deals are already started at Walmart, you know, and Tim and I were just talking before this, I'm building a PC, hopefully, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, they have a keyboard and mouse on sale at Costco starting mm-hmm. in the end of this month. So they're literally just laying everything out. So, yeah, there's nothing else for people, people to do. So it, it is what it is. No, no, exactly. Um, so. Next, um, I was kind of excited for this. So, in the span of basically, I want to say a day, maybe two, we got the image of the guy who plays Joe. Uh, what's his name? Bag- Pay- Bagley? Badgley? I think his last name is Badgley. Um, but it's the main dude. I'll tell you after I, when I search it. Um, the show, uh, so Penn Badgley is his name. The show You, um, they announced they were back to filming. It's like, oh, awesome, great. And then literally the next day, they dropped legitimately a poster of him against the wall. And um, it it said it drops April 2021. So my thinking is they must have most of the filming already done. And now they're just doing reshoots or little things here and there to fix storylines and whatnot. I mean, they've had a lot of time to think about everything. And um, I do know there's a lot of stuff dropping and stuff has been getting filmed. That's like documentary style. So there is content out there. We're going to talk about two of the things in here later on that are kind of things that are connected to the whole universe of everything that we're doing um of people are doing but it's also like you know netflix and hulu and things like that like hulu i haven't heard anything original content from them in a while we haven't heard nothing they got the the marvel exclusive stuff but we haven't heard nothing so i'm just excited because i really like the show the show you um we started watching the one away and now got canceled on netflix so they better have something good coming out because the wife needs something to watch with me. And um, Sweet Magnolias won't come out for a while. I know Kayla will be excited for that one, but that <laughs> one's not going to be um, out probably till the end of next year. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and if you think about it, you know, drop April 2021, you're thinking, oh, man, that's like a year away. That's only six months away. Yeah. Like exactly. Said, so they, they got to have a lot done and now just kind of in post-production and nipping some stuff at the corners or some reshoots. Yep. Um you know, with the majority of it probably already 
put together. So no, like I said, there's probably going to be a lot of stuff starting to, to come out, especially with um, theaters starting to, to open up slowly. Yeah. Um, the next thing I have no idea what Tim's talking about is, is his agenda. Um, so I know it's Burt Kreischer. Um, for those of you who don't know who Burt Kreischer is, he's uh, an amazing comedian. He is the basis for Van Wilder. So for the older ones, the movie Van Wilder is based on Burt Kreischer because he actually was there like Van Wilder was the um, Ryan Reynolds character. Um, they actually did an article. It was a Rolling Stone um, uh, writer that did a thing about him. Uh, so what is this, the cabin and the American barbecue showdown? So I know we haven't done it in a while, but how we used to say, you know, in the beginning of everything, the pandemic and whatnot that went on, it's like, okay, you know, what are you watching since you can't go out to movie theaters? Um, you know, what's the stuff on your save list that, you know, you were eventually going to get around to, but you hadn't, and now you got time time to do it, um, and especially with not a lot of content dropping. So I kind of went, went back to it. So The Cabin with Burt Kreischer, um, it's a Netflix show. It's just one, I don't know if you want to call it season or series or whatnot. I want to say it's probably seven or eight episodes long. I want to say they're about... 45 50 minutes somewhere in there um and what it is is he gets these you know comedians mostly comedians that um you know basically rented a cabin in the malibu hills uh so it looks like it's out in the middle of the woods but it says you know somewhere in the outskirts of of malibu um and it's like the basis was him getting away, trying to find himself. I think if I go to the woods, I could find myself, um, you know, kind of just digress and relax and be one. Well, it ends up and he's talking to his wife about it. Well, it ends up, he's like, you know what? This is the perfect way to do it. You know, I could bring a TV crew and film it. And the wife's like, no, you're going up there to relax. You don't need to make this into, he's like, no, 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 you know, be perfect. So she's like, you know what you do, if you want to do it, go do it. And like I said, each episode, he's got like two or three comedians that most of the time it's comedians that come on. Um, and I mean, he had, um, Oh, what the heck? The gal from the big bang theory. Um, uh, Bellick. No. Um, the blonde one. Yeah, why can't I think of her name? Yeah, because she just created a new show. Yeah, so uh, she a new movie. She has a new movie coming out, I think. Yeah, show. so she so she was on it, um, and now of course, like uh, Bobby Lee was on it. Um, Which Anthony, Bobby Lee's podcast is freaking hilarious. He's we came in funny. Mention, can't mention half the stuff. Her name is uh, Melissa Roush. Melissa Roush. Is that who you're thinking of? Oh, no, you're thinking of Kaylee Cuoco. There you go. I don't know why it slipped my name, slipped it. Yeah, she was on it, and um, who the, Caitlyn Jenner was on it. And actually, that was a pretty good one, because you haven't heard of Caitlyn in a while. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think, I think yeah, Anthony Anderson, all of these, uh, the, oh, who the heck was that guy? I just saw him. He was on... Um, Oh, the longest yard with Adam Sandler, kind of the uh, bigger uh, Mexican guy, older guy. 
I can't remember. He's the he, one that I likes the cheeseburgers. About. Yeah. Yeah. He was on it. Um, but they do. I mean, they plan this stuff like, you know, on one of them, they butchered. Uh, it was like an elk or something like that. Uh, they didn't shoot it, but it was there. And I mean, they were actually butchering it. Um, so crazy stuff that Bert Kreischer's about. And then at the very end, he comes home and, um, you know, his wife's like, oh, how was he's oh, I think it was good. And then his tour bus pulls up and he, you know, runs and goes crazy. He's like, you know what? I'm going, you know, going back. And the wife's like, you were just, you know, you're saying you wanted to relax and not go back. Tour bus pulls up and she's kind of just sitting there shaking her head. He runs out the front door, takes off his shirt and runs on the tour bus like, let's go. We're ready to do it. And so it was it was pretty funny. But that was a and that that is his gimmick, too. For those who don't know, he he literally I think I think he said in one interview I saw he had to stop taking drinks because his rule was if you buy him a drink, he has to drink it. But he stopped doing that. But he goes, by the end of most sets, my shirt is off. I will not have a shirt on by the end of my set. So, yep. And this is definitely a I mean, you don't see anything, but there's a lot of times when he was not fully naked, but, you know, either in like a little uh, speedo or something like that. I mean, one of them, he was um, got like one of those nair pads and was waxing his um, backside. So that was that was pretty funny. Um, definitely one not to watch with the kids, but if you know Bert's comedy, it doesn't anyways. Um, the other one, which I thought was pretty cool, is American Barbecue Showdown. Uh, basically, it's like any other food cooking show. They, hey, you have this piece of meat, you got to barbecue it up and use these other ingredients as well. And at the end, they, they judge it um, on it. And basically, the one that has... Not it's not necessarily the worst one, but maybe doesn't incorporate everything or doesn't taste um, as you know as good as the other ones or however you want to do it. Um, but I mean, you got uh, and it's actual like more so a, a barbecuing show where you're not in this big fancy kitchen and they have all these you know state of the art things. I mean, you got a guy out there you know on, on a Weber doing it and getting the charcoal right it's like oh now, crap i don't think profe- i got is is it professional barbecuers or is no. it just amateurs no 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 it's it's amateurs they did have that one where it was the professionals that were going around barbecuing in different places i remember yeah that like one. pit pit masters or something like that no no no, no. It had one that was professional chefs like i think it was like um uh i think it was Gor- gordon ramsay was on one of them where they compete it was almost like a beat bobby flay type thing with but, but with barbecue uh, oh, this was Bobby Flay. It was Bobby Flay and somebody else, I think. I can't remember who it was. I'll look it up while you finish. Yeah, no, this one is just straight. Like you said, you know, they give them the ingredients, and here's your piece of meat that you got to, you know, incorporate into it. Uh, and like I said, it's it's outside. It's not in a kitchen or anything like that. Um, it, it's cool. It's a different take on it, and you got uh, all the different you know, guys and gals on it that, oh, here's my rub and this and that, or, you know, I tried to brine it for, you know, you only have a certain amount of time. It's like, well, are you really going to brine it? And is it really going to matter? Because with the brine, the longer, you know, you want it a long soak in it. So uh-huh. that, that one was cool. And just seeing it, um, you know, like I said, not in a, a professional culinary setting um, and with barbecue, like barbecuing, I enjoy it and especially watching it not being professionally done because uh, those guys have you know thousands of dollars of equipment and barbecue and and whatnot it's not just a 
you know, taking it to a tailgate uh, and uh, and uh, barbecuing over coals. So, so the one, the one I was thinking of was it was last year they had one. It was barbecue brawl, Flay versus Simon, and it was they. Huh. That's what it was. Is they would barbecue. Yeah, I remember it. It was it was a fun show. It was only well, it was just special. It was two episodes. So okay. yeah, huh? That's cool. I never even never saw that one. But it was like it was basically if you look at it, it was, was one. It it, I think it, it was his last season. I think it was his last season on. Um, worst cooks in America. No, it was on um, Food Network. Oh, okay, that's probably why I didn't see it. Yeah, but is there anything that you've been uh, since we're kind of on this topic uh, watching on Netflix or something? Um, that... I've been rewatching um, uh, Shit's Creek because that's a great show on Netflix. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, it's a yep, really I'm good in, show. In the middle of that one right now. Um, and then obviously we'll just go right into the next one because that's really all I've been watching that and playing games. Um, <laughs> right. We'll go through so uh, Mandalorian season two, chapter nine. Um, I love the fact that they went into chapter nine. They're basically trying to con- make a continuation. This is not a new story. This is not um, a new season reset. They're literally continuing the story from the first season. So, um, did you watch it? Yes, I did. Uh, how did you like it? I thought it was good. It, it was interesting, especially seeing the previews, that how it started out, I did not think it was going to be because it was in the in the preview. And I don't know how like right. so, well, deep so you want to we'll, get we'll into start it. Right here. So this will be the spoiler for the next, they'll say, five minutes. If you hear anything Mandalorian, just skip if you don't want to watch it. But this is something that it's been a week already. By the time this drops, it will have been a week. So um, And the next you know, episode will be out. The next episode will be out. Um, so you can go ahead. Yeah, so basically what Tim's alluding to is the fact that the biggest moment in the trailer happens in the first minute of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And you're yep. just kind of like, so I'll tell you right now, two things that I loved about this was one, that what you just said, the action started immediately. You got yep. right back into it Two, you meet Cobb Vance. Who is um, my favorite meme so far? Is he's on um, Cobb Vanth, Vanth refriger- refrigeration, making fun of the office. But they didn't do the. He's, he's the he's the marshal, right? Yes, he is the okay. marshal. Okay. Timothy Oliphant, Modesto uh, high school student. Um, he was born in Hawaii, but he went to school here in Modesto. Um, hmm. But what I learned, well, what I was what I was worried about was that they were going to have someone come in wearing Boba Fett's armor. They were going to drag it out. They are going to do some sort of almost reveal on the end of the episode, and it was going to be a cliffhanger. No, they straight up had him walk up and pull the helmet off and go, I am not a Mandalorian. I'm not even close to a Mandalorian. Here's some Spotchka. And you're like, oh, my God, they didn't they didn't even take the bait. Like, they didn't even, like, go, hey, look. And right. um, to spoil, they, they end the episode uh, bigger, yep. like, that's and here's the thing. Um, one thing, Connor, if you guys listen to Connor's recap, there was a lot more um speculations leading up to this season of The Mandalorian. The first season of Mandalorian was so amazing just because of the fact that I mean, they had Baby Yoda and no one had any idea. Like, the photos have come out of all these famous directors and George Lucas literally <laughs> holding Baby Yoda and nothing leaked. It's insane. Well, with this new season, it's almost like there's so many rumors, but how are they going to reveal it? And I love the way um, they have confirmed it is Boba Fett that's in the very end of the of the the, the episode, 
and it's him overlooking and seeing um armando uh din coming out with the armor uh Mm -hmm. and so um one good theory that i do like from connor's podcast which you listen to it it's up there it's on youtube too is the fact that i'm pretty sure when you look at it um i think boba may have taken the creed that um mando did so he can't remove his helmet so because he's without his helmet he can't be seen he is dressed up almost like obi-wan was when he was found in the desert he yeah. does have um a tuscan raider like weapons on his back um and it was amazing and like i i got you called into their podcast and i was like there's some cinematic level uh footage in this film or in this show it is a 42 minute i think 42 minutes i think it was or yes 52 i think it was, yeah, I think it was, it was a longer one i i count it as it ended up being probably like 48 minutes of 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 show maybe 45 yeah but it was a fully extended you didn't get all this like nostalgic stuff you got these little hints and if you listen trust me tim needs to listen to it too you listen to connor's podcast there is little little like little uh easter eggs from deep canon on star wars in this episode that i wouldn't even know and they know from playing the more obscure games. And so that's what I liked listening to them was they're like, hey, this legitimately was full of Easter eggs and original content. And, you know, they're bringing nostalgic stuff back. And it was just super fun. And it was a great start to the season. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be an amazing season. And now I have to wait two and a half hours to watch the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, well, and like you said in the beginning, you get it, it checked all the boxes from last season. You got obviously the Mandalorian, you got Baby Yoda, um, you know, and and like you said, it was it opens up with that fight scene that everyone's seen on the trailer. I thought that was going to be halfway or three quarters into the season before you see that. Oh no, it opens up right with it, and with the little, you know, where they surround him, and he's got those little quills that shoot out of his arm, and Baby the whistling, Yoda, the whistling birds. Yeah, and Baby Yoda, you know, he show, you know, he kind of brings that out, you know, it shows a close up on that, and you see Baby Yoda lean over and press and close his little egg. It's like, oh, hold on, wait here. No, that's within the first five minutes of the first episode. So it's like, yep. oh, okay, this is this is awesome. Um, and then all you know, all of that that happens, and I mean, it it was, and then right after that, like you said, you see. He goes and tries to find other Mandalorians, and the marshal comes in, and the first thing he does is takes off his helmet. It's like, oh, well, what in the hell is going on here? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, no, I just found this on a freaking uh, Jawa freaking uh, uh, sand crawler, uh, and I bought it, and now I I have it. So, um, but you know, it's like, holy crap! Within the first ten, fifteen minutes, you you get a lot, and it's like, okay, and you're right back in the story, um, and and they got you, got you hooked. So, and then, like you said, you got the Tuscan Raiders in there, um, and I cool. do love, I do love the little the little uh, Easter egg of them um, uh, cleaning the Bantha's teeth. There's the one of the Tuscan Raiders <laughs> yeah. is brushing the Bantha's teeth, and I'm like. Yep. That's 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 more than just a, a, a pack animal. That's his pet. That's his friend. Yep, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's like 
you know, people with it, you know, that have dogs and that's like their, their kids and they treat them like that, which, you know, is, is great. You know, that's, but say, same thing like that. And then you get the little, you know, funny things, uh, you know, when they're trying to load up those bombs or detonators, the one guy drops it and he's like, what the hell are you doing trying to blow us up? And then you get them yelling at each other. And of course, you know, the, uh, the Tuscan Raiders don't, don't like that. They get agitated very easily. Uh, and you know, they gotta, they gotta call me, calm each other down. So that's cool on that. And you even get to see, um, what was it? The one gal with the droids there too. Uh, yes. You know, can't that, remember her name, but, um, she yeah. is played by the lady who was in strangers with candy. That's why I know her. And I loved that show, yeah. Strangers with Candy. And yep. I do like the progression about how it shows it. Basically, it feels like he almost just left Navarro with Baby Yoda because he lets mm-hmm. the droids work on his ship because the droid just sacrificed its life to save him and Baby Yoda. Um, yep. And I do like the fact that they've been hyping up the Darksaber since last season because um, I learned about the Darksaber because of watching uh, Clone Wars and... Um, rebels and and this episode you don't see it one bit so everyone's been catching up and like what's the dark saber and they could have just said hey look we're gonna just fill this with uh moff gideon and all this stuff and no they yep. didn't they literally are taking their time and um i i think it's perfect yeah no ex- exactly um and there was one other thing that i was gonna say now i forgot yeah oh well but yeah i mean and, and it's it's good in the beginning, you know, if they give you that little, you know, couple minutes of recap as well, and then it goes right into it. So even if you don't have to go back and watch them all, if you want to, that's great. But it still gives you in the beginning of the episode, it's like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that or, or this or whatnot. Um, so no, it, it was good. And it was funny. A couple people I talked to, they must've turned it off early. Cause I asked them like, Hey, did you see that guy at the very end? They're like, what do you mean? He gets on the speeder bike and drives away. I'm like, yeah, that guy chilling on the cliff there. And I didn't even notice who it was until my wife actually noticed. I mean, I saw the guy. And oh, said, no, I, knew, I knew who it was as soon as I saw his face. <laughs> well, see, I wasn't, like, paying attention to his face or whatnot. I just saw, you know, he was standing looking at, at him to drive off that speeder bike in the desert. My wife's like, no, I know him. I know he's he's that that one guy, you know. And I'm like, who the heck? Tim, so Tamara, I had Tamara Morrison, and he played Django Fett, which would mean yep. he would look just like Boba Fett. Which would and mean, exactly my favorite thing too was is I was like, well, that can't be Rex because Rex has a beard and doesn't have a scar on his face, so it's not Rex. You don't know who Rex is. Rex is from, um, he's from the Clone Wars and he's from Rebels. And Rex he, was a he was um was the driver on star tours before c3po took over rex was yeah not so. that same one that's the robot yeah i know you talking about no rex is a clone trooper who was and he's, the, the, and he's the dj in the cantina as well <laughs> but he's blue he wears the blue armor and um he is actually the old white bearded man in return of the jedi they have they have made that canon so when you see the old bearded man on endor in return of the jedi and he has the blaster when he's trying to get into drop the shield that Mm -hmm. is that is rex they confirmed that is rex he's a clone who um had his inhibitor chip removed not inhibitor chip uh is it i think it's an inhibitor chip the one that orders them to execute uh, order 66 is removed 
So he helps out Ahsoka. That's why they say they're supposed to be Rex and Ahsoka. There's so much that we can go into, but we're not going to. But um, there's a lot of uh, Rebels lore that's tied into this. Um, I do like the idea of uh, Boba Fett being in this. And I do really hope that all mm-hmm. that ends up happening is is uh, our Mandalorian Din helps him uh, get his armor back. And that's it. And that's all it was, is that he can go about his life now because he can put the helm back on. He doesn't have to worry about being yeah. seen because this is the way. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Well, and, and, oh, that was two and, that's half, what I was two and a half say, hours. That's right? all I got to wait. That's what I was going to say. And it even had, um, you know, what's his name? Nick Nolte's character in there saying, you know, this is the way in the beginning or, or something like that. So I have that was, spoke. I have spoken. I have spoke. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Kind of it's like, oh, that's cool, kind of. Because you almost forget, and that's the one thing, too, you don't think about is when a character dies in a show, you maybe get him in a flashback. And yep. I know a lot, I know The Walking Dead has done that a lot to try and get people thrown off why someone was on set or whatever. But um, yeah. we'll see. Well, um, fingers crossed, like I said, two and a half hours, and I'm going to see the next episode. Yep. Um, well, and, and just one last thing on, like you said, now that they bring Boba Fett back in, um, I'm curious to see, you know, if he gets his armor and then takes off and then, um, you know, like in the previous season where he was kind of backed up against the wall fighting and then all the Mandalorians came in and helped them out. You know, this is the way then they, you know, all took off. If there's going to be some type of fight or whatnot towards the end and Boba Fett will come back and make an appearance and, and help him out of a sticky situation or whatnot just to get him. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe but the was... problem is though is that all the ones that helped him escape, um, they abandoned their armor. They threw everything. Um, they don't. They're no longer uh, have their helms or anything. So it'd no, be difficult. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they all came in to help him yeah. out at, at that one point. So now yeah. with him getting his armor back, it might maybe be... he can maybe he can find some other Mandalorians that can help him out. Because yeah. you would think he still should have Slave One because I don't know what would happen to his ship. Because So apparently, for those yeah. that don't know, the way Boba Fett survives in the comics and in Legends is when he's he, in... Because he, he was in the Sarlacc pit, right? So, yeah. So in Legends, he goes in the Sarlacc pit and he connects with, connects with apparently, the beast... Um, when certain species are inside of there, their mind connects with the beast, and then they, they're basically a part of it. And he makes a connection with the person that was uh, digested, and like hears the stories about Jedi who have been killed in there, all this kind of stuff. And he basically gets the Sarlacc to squeeze tightly on his jetpack, and it causes it to rupture and shoots him out with it. And then basically mm. he uses the jetpack to escape. So, you know, that's how it happens in the comics. We don't know what's going to happen here. We don't even know if we're going to find out. We, it's all up in the air. You know, two and a half hours. We'll see what happens. Right. We'll, we'll see what happens when I get off of work tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm going to spoil it for you. I'm going to send you like a one word. I'll send you a bunch of emojis that just try and ruin it for you. <laughs> um, this next one was a shocker, but I'm also super excited about. The Last Dance producers are making a documentary on Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, hell yeah. How amazing is that? Like, no lie. Um, he was like such a dynamic part of my growing up. Like, him and Shawn Michaels were like mm-hmm. just, you know, they were, they were the, 
I'm gonna say they were, they were the bee's knees. Like they legitimately, I felt like they were just such a big part of me growing up that when you see them now and they still have that same kind of persona, even yeah. though so wrestling is fake. You know, I'm not gonna it's beat around the bush. Entertainment. It's entertainment. They really do get hurt. They really do take you know rough bumps and stuff like that. It happens. Exactly. Um, but you know, he took a lot of hits and stuff like that. And, you know, I listen to his, his podcast every once in a while and he's just a down to earth dude. And, but he's still the drink bink, drink and rattlesnake. I think he drinks wine or something now, like they were making fun of him kind of thing, but he, he was just a dynamic person. And, you know, like everyone talks about Michael Jordan, but a lot of these wrestlers, they, they take so much pain and abuse and they're, people don't realize they don't have like a retirement type thingy. They're literally living paycheck to paycheck for the most part. Then finally, when they do make it big, you know, people wonder why does Hulk Hogan come back out? He needs the money. That's why Ric Flair is still doing it. He needs the money. Um, And he draws. So he probably gets decent money, but I just think it's a great idea because his career is so, so dynamic and, there's tragedy surrounding him, not in, involving him, like with Chris Benoit and, um, oh man, now I can't remember his name. Um, Latino Heat, uh, Eddie Guerrero. You know, that's like that was the first. You know what? Here's what's crazy. That was the first time I can remember being truly upset about someone famous passing away. Was Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, because it was it was so sudden and. I think it was, I'm going to see real quick. Let me look up real quick. I can't remember when he died, but I'm pretty sure that was right about the time when I was like, oh, you know, it may be fake, but wrestlers do hate each other. Like there's, and people know that it's, it's the same thing with anything. People work with someone, they don't like them. Um, I hear stuff all the time you hear in like the, the, the wrestling, like behind the scenes that like, yeah, man, this guy is a horrible to work with because he doesn't do this right, like legitimate, like artistic type things, or he doesn't well, and, move right and things like that. Well, and um, the thing on on wrestling, if you don't hit your spot, you can seriously hurt somebody. Or oh, if you, uh, you know, move a little bit this way, a little bit that way, it's like, hey, okay, I need you. I'm going to do this black flip, but I need you to catch me in this way or move my head up in this way. If not, I land on my neck and I'm could be paralyzed from you know the the neck down or really do some damage. Yeah, um, to so he, died, he died in he died in um, 2005. So that's when I knew everything was fake ish. And I think it, I kind of did bring me back into wrestling because I had to make sure I watched it. And it was just, you know, seeing that. And, and so maybe they'll have a little segment of Stone Cold being around for that because Stone Cold. I mean, I don't think he stopped being around uh, the the wrestling until probably like 2014, 15. That's when he kind of took a back seat to it. So yeah, well, uh, and like like any of those, their bodies start breaking down. I think his knees are were shot at one point, or they could be, and they're just you know hundred percent fake now. And like like any of those guys, I, uh, I do that know a lot of them. They were like the first ones because football does it now, where if you have one knee go bad, they automatically start wearing they do, two braces. Do both, so yeah, yeah. So that because obviously when you mess up one, the other one starts to kind of. 
give way a little bit. So exactly. you want to make sure they're both supported. Or you, or you compensate and mess up the other, the the good one worse exactly. than the bad one. Exactly. And so. I, I mean, talking about Stone Cold, I mean, you got the Stone Cold Stunner. I mean, everyone was going around doing that. You know, then you get the hell yeah double. I mean, he was the first guy. Um, his celebration was that people would throw him two beers and he'd crack them both, you know, smack them twice and chug it right there on the turnbuckle. He drove I mean, a beer truck into the arena. That was his, that was his, his drive in. Yeah. You know, that's how it's, epic he was, is, you know, and so he's one of the most dynamic people in, in, in sports. You know, people like Showman, and he was—he's one of the greatest ones. So I'm super oh, yeah. excited that they're doing that because uh, I didn't know. I'm like, who could they do next? Tom Brady? I go, well, Tom Brady's still playing, and nobody really wants to, you know, I mean, do that with someone that's still playing. So it's kind of yeah, exactly. Well, and doesn't Stone Cold didn't he have a show recently, or still has a show about on his ranch or something like that? He's got a big old he has a ranch. It's called, Rattle, it's called Rattlesnake Ranch, I believe it is. Yeah, um, yeah, no. They he had a challenge show out there. That's like, it was what, like yeah. one of those ones like you. It was like a toughest man kind of competition thing, I believe. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's still. I mean, the the gnarly stone cold guy that he was. You hope. You hope. Uh, I, I hope it's not disappointing because if it's disappointing, then I'm gonna be sad. I mean, I uh, well, shoot. I mean, following up the Jordan, what was that six part series? I mean, you can't. You, you got to do it right. Everyone's going to expect that type of, of documentarian uh, production that they that they did on it. So, and there's a lot. It, it could only a lot it, of film to pull from too. It could only go one of two ways: horribly wrong or amazing. Yep. It won't be mediocre. I know that, especially from yeah. from what they did um, of with what, everything they've done so far. There's no way that it's going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. No. no ex- exactly. So, my favorite one that Tim shared, I wasn't even going to read the article, but I did. Um, Tim, why don't you explain what happened with the Watch Dogs game? So, but wait, well, before you do that, so for those who don't know, in the new Watch Dogs game, Watch Dogs uh, Legion, you are able to basically recruit anyone on the street for your cause. They give you like a bio, there's a little drop down menu, tells you why they hate the government or whatever. Um, and Tim, why does this person um, have issues? Well, and I don't know if it was created purposefully or if it was just one of those things that was an oops, my bad. We didn't, you know, overlooked it. I, I don't know. But I saw it and I'm like, the article, I'm like, what the heck does that mean? So I clicked it and I start reading it. And at first I didn't, you know, I was just skimming through it. And then I reread it. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. So there is a person in there, and her job is a pediatrician. So we all know what those are. Obviously, you know that because you were just Mm -hmm. at one the other day. Yeah, Yeah. pediatrician is a doctor for kids, 18, uh, you know, younger than 18. Normally, you know, younger than teens most of the time. So that is what her job description was. Well, in it, it said that um, one of I – fr- I forgot what is it. Uh, not a description in it, but you could pull it up and it shows – I don't know. How would you say it? Was it? Basi- like, basically what they were doing was is they ask 
like the 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 description is basically why they are wanting to join the cause. It's weird. It's it's okay. like a um it's like a motivation kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So in that it pulls it up and it tell it gives you a list or a couple things on it. Well, on it it said it had um oh what was it uh had relations with the patient or something like that. Yep. Yep. So uh, bro- broke off relations with the patient. Yes, broke off relations with the patient. And mind you, this is a pediatrician. So that means their patients are younger than 18. So that means that this person was in a relationship which, with the patient, which would have to be younger than 18. So you could put all of that together. And yeah, so there were some people that were getting some backlash on it. And the one Twitter that I saw, the guy did a screenshot and was like, Hold on, wait here. Uh, does this mean that this person is, uh, you know, kind of dot, 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 you know, you fill in the blank. It's like, ooh, that's bad. I mean, for any other profession, that would probably work. Maybe not for a morgue director or something like that. But for most relations, I mean, for most um, jobs, okay, that that works. Hey, you're CEO of a company. Hey, I got fired or had to step down because I had, you know, relations with uh, with a client or whatnot or this one uh <laughs> basically you're saying that that person is a pedophile so yeah, yeah. And i'm sure it's i'm sure it's some sort of uh random you know generation thingy where it just puts random yeah. words or quotes together so it wasn't on purpose but it is something that they're gonna have to fix because you should not be able to have and they actually it's funny because i believe it was the british version because they spell pediatrician different and it, it's uh, it's it, it, it was spelled yeah so it's not normal it could, it like, could be because probably most of the, i mean most of the games that come out start over there first or overseas and then make their way over here so but yeah i saw so that and I'm it like, was it was spelled ooh. different so i was like wait what does that say and i'm like oh it's supposed to be pediatrician but it's spelled different because it's it's foreign so because it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting, and I will tell you that I did think it was pretty funny when I finally read it. I was like, this is <laughs> right. amazing. And especially on a game like Watch Dogs, where it's, you know, more one of the more popular games, you know, in that popular gaming category. Maybe not towards the top, but it's in that in that realm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we got, well, we have a bunch of gaming stuff. I literally just saw this one, Tim. So uh, let us know before we go on. Let us know any games you're playing, any glitches you're seeing. Because we're going to talk about glitches in this next one. Um, and uh, we'll, um, we'll basically we'll, we'll talk about it. Because there are glitches in games coming out a lot more, especially Warzone. Um, I found a new one besides the one that Tim's talking about. Um, but what I will say is... Go to our Facebook.com, search FOMOcast, go to FOMO Podcast, go to FOMO underscore cast. Let us know. Tell us what you want to hear us. Tell us what you're watching, all that kind of stuff. Um, this next <laughs> this next one's pretty funny. I watched the video of two people doing it. So if you've watched the Warzone game, the funny one to watch is when someone calls a loadout in Warzone. If it drops and it hits you, you could die. They even have one mm-hmm. where this guy was a jerk and he took the guy's plates. He said, hold on, I'm waiting for this guy to leave so I can grab those plates. 
And the guy took him. So the guy called a loadout in. And when the guy stood on one side of it, he came up and shot the loadout. So it rolled over on top of him and killed him. Well, mm-hmm. apparently now, if you call a loadout in and you stand directly underneath it, you won't die. And guess what else it does? It hides you and protects you. So literally, you can shoot it, call an airstrike, do everything. You're never going to die because you're stuck inside of that of the loadout. Yep. Yeah. And it was funny. So they fixed it where if the loadout lands on you, it doesn't kill you. But in fixing that, it now has this glitch. And what people are doing, especially in Warzone and not in Plunder, um, in Battle Royale, that once obviously you know you get the gas bubble and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and at the end it's the you know last team last person standing wins well they'll save their loadout until the bubble gets smaller call right. it in um it'll land on top of them and like i said you could shoot it whatnot nobody will you know it doesn't kill you so basically you wait for everyone else to die because you're as long as you stay in that box you're invincible and then you win at the end and there you go or or you um you finally collect the load out and then the box goes away and you kill the person and, and win. So I am pretty sure that will be um, patched in, in the next in the next uh, update if they don't send one out before that. Cause I know a lot of people will start um, using that to, to their advantage. And I mean, the one good thing I have seen is, is people are like, Oh, you know, why are you doing this? And I'm like, well, because they're trying to they leave they're tagging Activision in it. So yeah. it's not like they're trying to do anything, you know, wrong. They legitimately are like, uh, hey, we need to fix this because this is not fair to those that are either aren't good at the game or work extra yeah. hard. And so or, have yeah. some have someone make you play second because they're hiding in a loadout. I mean, come on. Yep. No, exactly. And it could be one of those things that, you know, uh, it could be a simple programming error that Oh, we forgot to put that, and it's an easy fix that they just got to, you know, write one more line of code, and boom, it's fine. And it was funny, I, I think it was last week when we were playing that on um, when you get into Warzone from the main menu, that it usually has a couple tabs like what's new or this is what's going on. Um, and one of them was, hey, if you, you know, here's how we're combating cheating because. It was, I know, a, a couple weeks ago or even before. I mean, it still goes on that you get a lot of people cheating in there. And not by this where it's a glitch, but by people downloading software, having aimbots, um, you know, whatnot, not ex- exposing the, the glitches in it, but actually, you know, do having outside software that they could turn on and turn off. And all you have to do is go on YouTube and go on anybody's page. I mean, you can go on Nick Merck's page, Tim, the tap man, um, nade shot, any of those. And when you have 15 guys spectating one guy, um, then there's a problem with it. And you could hear everyone talking to each other and they're even talking to the guy. They're like, you know, Hey, shoot. If you know, blah, blah, blah. And he'll shoot or he'll be running around and he'll nod up and down. So, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, nope, he turned it off. He's like, well, yeah, because there's seven people spectating him. He's not dumb. Um, so I thought that was uh, interesting. And everyone, like you said, it's great that they tag Activision in it to bring it to their attention. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, maybe it's something that either fell through the cracks or, hey, we fixed this. But in return, it, you know this became a problem. So it's like, okay, well, now we know what to fix for the next update. And they're always 
updating it. It's like games. As soon as one game comes out, they're already working on the next game where they're working on the next game before um, this game even comes out. So, um, but yeah, if you, like you said, with this one, I thought that was interesting. And all you had to do is like anything, go on YouTube and you can see everyone um, um, using the glitch. And it's weird because like you said, you or if you get in the box, nobody, I mean, like you said, airstrike C4, anything shoot you. You can fire out, you can't fire in. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I wonder, I wonder how the first person found that glitch. It probably was on accident, and then they pulled it out. Like and that's the thing is, is no, how, long has it, how long has it been going out on that we didn't know about it too? Yeah, exactly. But what was the the one that you were going to say that you saw? Was it with the door? No, there was one where if you get the spotter scope and uh-huh. you throw your guns on the ground, and then you hold the spotter scope and you pick up the guns back up you'll actually have with your gun, it'll automatically mark the targets when you put your scope over them. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. instead of using the spotter scope to spot them, you use your gun scope. Uh, yeah, so basically, I guess Connor was saying it's been going on for a while. They just haven't fixed it yet, so I didn't know about that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, the other one that I saw was from an older, it was a, a glitch. Um, and I don't know if it's a glitch or just like you said, something they didn't fix. And this is from a previous or even two previous games of Call of Duty where you open the door, but then you close the door, but you stand um, in front of the door so it doesn't close all the way and there's a gap. So when somebody comes in to open the door, they can't open it because it's not closed all the way. And then okay. you, could, you could open it and kill the guy. Oh. As you're okay. sitting there trying trying to say it, it's something along that aspects where you know the door doesn't completely close. It's almost like it's a one way. It has to close all the way before it can open. But if you're standing there and you close it, it hasn't closed all the way. So uh-huh. The next person that comes in who tries to open it, it won't open because it hadn't closed all the way, and then you could kill the guy. That's so. pretty cool. But, um, yeah. la- last bit of Warzone. I, I think this is the last bit of Warzone, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the next one is about Cold War or farther down. Oh, we have one about Cold War. Yeah, that one's going to be more gaming stuff. But um, so yeah. last thing of Warzone. So what they have said is that Warzone is going to start integrating on uh, release day with um, Warzone, but Warzone is going to keep the same engine so i don't know how they're going to do it with cross but um i have heard that basically what they're going to start doing is they'll start bringing in the guns they'll do the skins do all that kind of stuff but what they'll also do is is you're going to have the ability to level up your guns in cold war so when they do drop or become available in Warzone you will have the same level same as they do for Warzone now so when you unlock a gun because I believe they're going to try and integrate the guns from that one slowly into uh, Warzone. They won't be a- a- actively v- available. Um, they also said that uh, the multiplayer, uh, they're bringing back a bunch of modes, like Duo, I think it's Duo or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. And then what was the other one I heard about? I saw Nuke- Nuketown's going to be on it when it first comes out. They're going to re- have Nuketown there. And then, um, oh, and they're bringing back Prestige. 
So you're going to be able to prestige again uh, on, um, uh, on your weapons. Cold War, on your weapons. So people are kind of excited about that because you did get little extra perks and you had to earn a lot more than you do now. You know, right now, really, I mean, literally, um, it, for those that don't know, if you ever want to level up your gun really fast, go on plunder, find a helicopter, and do challenges. If you get the, you yeah, know, do the, the contracts. Cheap ones, the, don't do a bounty. Do like the. Nope. Supply, uh, supply runs, supply runs, uh, and scavenger. Yeah, scavenger. And those ones are basically your guns level up real quick because you get XP towards your gun when you do that. Even if you're not even doing it, there's been yeah. times Tim has completed a contract and I'm across the map because yep. he died or I died and we got separated, and I'll get XP on my gun still. So, but little, little, not side note to that. It's whatever gun you are holding. Yes, correct. In your hand. So it's you not just because you have a loadout. No, nope. um, you have to have that gun in your hand. It's whatever correct. gun you have in, in your hand. And I mean, obviously, if you're driving, you don't have the gun in your hand. But if you have your primary weapon in your hand before you get into the helicopter or whatever it is, that's the gun you want with. So if you're shooting someone and then you have to switch to your secondary and then you kill them with your secondary but then, in the meantime, another guy completes the contract. Your secondary, you secondary, your secondary will get that because that's what I've been doing on one of the guns. And shoot, after one game, it ranked up like two or three times. Well, and, and, that's what, and that sucks too because there's plenty of times where I'll rank up a gun that I don't even have in my in my available because <laughs> I'll pick up yeah. a gun from somebody else and yep. I'll be using it and it'll rank up and I'll have all these attachments, but I can't use the gun because I don't have the gun unlocked yet. Because you don't have it. No, it, exactly. But I'll tell you what, like you said, helicopter is the best because you can just fly it. I like, you know, either the the side-by-sides or, or the quad. You can get around pretty good on that. And hmm. actually, when I've been playing the past couple nights, because I know you haven't been on, that's all I've been doing was just doing the supply runs because you fi- have to find three crates. And after you find each crate, you're it's not you, um, you get the XP and right. the, the whatever you want to call it after each crate. And then when you complete the all big, three, the you get the one, big yeah. one. At, yeah, yep. you get the big one at the end. So, Which no, Connor said when he want, he said he wants to play with us. He said that he goes for the, the bounties. And we actually did pretty good. I did pretty good with him. He was going for bounties, and I was going for crates. And we did pretty decent on it. So yeah. well, there's, and, there's, and, there's lots of different ways to, to play. Exactly. And at the end of the day, you're just especially plundered. You're just going for money. So bounty gets yep. you money. Crates get you money. And if you kill some guy and get his money, you got money right there. So as long as you you got the team and you know what's going on, if one guy doesn't do well, the other guys pick him up and, and vice versa. So, yeah, yeah exactly. no, I'm 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 down. We just got to play three hours earlier for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say we'll just go into the rest. We have two more things about gaming. Um, so Cold War apparently is going to have a mode called Zombie Onslaught, and I don't think it's the normal zombie mode. I think it's like the survival one that they have currently, where you get a knife and you like you're not an actual zombie in the game on the multiplayer for Modern Warfare. It's a mode where you get a knife and that's all you have when you're trying to go after the people that are still alive after the round. Um, but it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive for a year. That's insane. A year. Hey, that's fine. I got the I got the PlayStation right here. No no worries for me. I just I, I'm fine with that. I understand the exclusives. I just think it's crazy for a whole year. For a year, yeah. 
normally it'd be for a month or you get it three weeks before or you know something like that but like you said for a whole year 365 days that's, that's crazy insane. who knows they, they, they could have you know cold war zombies will come out in a year there might be another game that comes out yeah i know there's gonna be another another call of duty out before that happens right so well i wanted to bring that up real quick but because i wanted to lead into the ps5 my favorite thing that i have seen well actually before you go into that doesn't cold wars come out what next week a week from tomorrow or a week november, from today? November, november 13th yeah so yeah no comes out thursday so that would be Today's yeah because yeah, game yeah because games come out on thursday oh uh, it wasn't it tuesday when we were younger I thought tuesday, it was tuesday tuesday was music was cds Feeling mm, old too. Feeling old. And, and then Thursday. So well, I said CDs, not cassettes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, it comes out next week, week from today. So um, I think it's plays the game does. Yeah. And then I think actually the consoles come out the tenth. Oh. Or maybe is it the consoles come out next week? Well, no. I know they moved up the date of a couple of games. Um. I don't know because when the they wanted they out. wanted them to cor- correspond. Uh, November tenth is when the X comes out, the Xbox Series X and Series S. Okay. PS five. So that's in five. That's in five days. Uh, Eleven twelve is the PS five. Okay, so a couple days later. Yep. So they do want to release them around the same time, and talking about that, my favorite thing ever. Favorite thing ever. The PlayStation 5 will not be available in stores for at least the month of November, if not longer. That is insane. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is at Target, they will have them in the store. You cannot purchase them in the store. You have to purchase it online through Target. And you could pick it up at the store, but you cannot buy it at the store. Correct. So you could be in the parking lot, buy it online, and go pick it up. Well, it won't be. It'll usually take them a couple hours, but they'll physically have them in the store, but you cannot buy them at the store. You could pick them up at the store once you buy them. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and my favorite part about the whole entire thing is that um, uh, before we came on the podcast, Best Buy has said they're going to carry neither of them in store until 2021. Really? Yep. It's not even worth it to them. It's probably a lot of, uh, it's probably uh, like a lot of headaches. You got to think about, you got to think about um, all the, just the headaches of storing it, keeping it there, worried about people stealing it. I mean, yeah. Well, especially the initial release of it. Let it go, you know, go through the initial release, go through the holiday season, and then bring it out after the the new year, you know, somewhere in like February, March, where everyone that has their Christmas money will go out and, and buy it and then bring it into the store then. And everyone who wanted it initially will have it. And then it'll just be the people that are waiting to, to see once all kind of that, that hype dies down and they get that stock back back into the store or you could actually buy it walk into the store and buy it yeah that's what's going to happen is is it's going to be 
it's going to be something like that. It's going to be something I mean, where they're all of a sudden they're going to be like, you know, what, we're missing out on this. We need to bring it back in. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, and what about is like GameStop or anything doing doing anything? GameStop is not doing anything crazy, but I do know that they're doing the normal thing they do where they're they they do, they are having the release, but I don't yeah. think I don't think it's anything close to what it used to be. So Oh yeah. Well, and it can't be even just within pandemic times. Yeah, that is true. That so, is something. I mean it it yeah. would it would be okay if you're gonna get here. Line it up, stand on the X's, six feet apart, come into the store, get it, get out of here, see you later. You know, where before, shoot, they had, um, you know, tents outside, they had video games set up, people would be playing video games. I mean, it was a big event there. And Yeah, and I remember we actually, when I went to the last one I went to was for the PS4. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, I remember it because... It was so it was so nonchalant. It was so quick in and out. You literally checked in before the store closed, and then you yep. got in line and you took a number, yep. and then basically they just handed you your PlayStation and you were out of there. And they only allowed three people in the store at one time, and it was the yeah. easiest thing I ever did. Yeah, because because um, you had to have X amount down to get a pre order, correct? Like, you know, like a deposit amount. And then, obviously, before you got it, you know, if you had the deposit amount down, that would guarantee you, you know, PS4. Then, yep. if you didn't have it completely paid off when you came to pick it up, you'd pay it off. And they said, okay, here's your PS4. Um, see you later. If not, like, I mean, and if you had it already paid off, okay, let me see your receipt. You get it early. Okay, then they, like I said, let you in, in the groups or whatever numbers they were. And then hand them you know your receipt okay yep here you go here's your ps4 thank you have a nice day or you know if you had this bundle or this or whatnot they give you all your little um you know accessories or whatnot and here's your poster for pre-ordering and yeah all right see you later get out of here go plug it in and download the update which will take three hours so yeah exactly and that's the only thing that i would 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 dread would be the amount of updates, like we said, when you order something like that, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of updates. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're gonna have that no matter what, uh, just because they have to, you know, package it and get it to the store, and they're gonna be pushing out updates because they want it. You know that that go live date. They want it to be as updated as possible, and everything is as fixed as possible. Yeah, and like um, we said, they they constantly work on it while they're while they're they're going out with it. Yeah, it, yeah, it, exactly. So, but I mean, remember, it is you know the most state of the art game, both the Xbox and the PlayStation. So, the nice thing is, is it shouldn't, um, or if the update shouldn't take as long um, as it does previously, and if mm-hmm. it does, it means there's a lot going in there, so they could pack a lot more on it because of everything being you know, state of the art. And if anything's new, it's going to take um, longer to, to update just because of, of it being the new, the newness of it. So, but um, have you pre-ordered your, was are you going to the Xbox or PS5 or you I have not, I have screw not. It and just go all PC. No, we're building the PC to run the Xbox through it because I just don't, you know, I don't have the crazy amount of money to, to go for the, the uh the pc setup for playing games 
Yeah. But um, are are you gonna? Is it gonna be a Microsoft PC since you will be running a Microsoft Xbox through it? Technically, yeah. So it'll have Microsoft it'd be, on it. It'd be funny if it wasn't. Yeah, but no, it's gonna have Microsoft running through it, and I didn't pre-order anything because supposedly one of them is gonna have deals when it comes to Black Friday shopping. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I know the sales did good for both of them, so I can wait. I don't need it. They've already said the Xbox I have is going to get content at least till 2022. So right. it's not nothing crazy. But um, I do know that, you know, the way that things are going, you might be better with the PC because you're spending $700 on a thing. You can build the PC, a basic one that plays your current system through it fast, and you can actually upgrade a PC to play games on it over time. Yeah. So instead of updating your system, spend a couple more hundred dollars, and then all of a sudden, bam, you got your your PC is dialed in. So we'll see what happens. I'm not. In, I'm in no rush. Yeah, no, no me neither. Like, like I said, I'm going to wait and see once uh, you know all the content and everything comes out. And it's like, okay, is it is it really? worth it i mean i'm sure it is and with everything that all the all the guts that are in it the hardware it definitely is going to be but you know i'll i'll wait a while playstation 4 i only play two games on it anyways so and they play them both fine so um i'm in in no rush and you know like you said more i think about it maybe that pc is is the route to go for longevity wise and like you said it's easier to update when new things come a new software comes out whether it's well, a video, whether that, it's a video with, card or ram with, or with xbox anything like game, that. with xbox game pass you can actually um have the same games on on it yeah it's insane so one thing i will say is um well we have one more thing since we're talking about game pass um they do have a basically they're 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 have a partnership with um ea play and ea play for those who don't know is it's like game pass where you get basically it's free range over a certain amount of games certain games are on there which ea play is getting um jedi fallen order next the this month actually so people are stoked and basically what happens is you get to play them with ultimate now and you can start preloading them right now the games you can preload that are on um game pass or not game pass on ea play you can preload them on xbox right now so when the apps merge this month so i'm super stoked because um there's a lot of free games that are pretty cool so ea play is that like when you say it is it like kind of like a streaming service for games where you could play like all basically the EA, ea sports games not all of them certain ones and you download them and they're there for so long sometimes they'll disappear sometimes they won't um, okay so instead but, of buying the actual game you know whether there's the physical game or digital game you just use that stream pass or play pass or whatever it's called yep. and just download it from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. So it's pretty that's, awesome. That's cool. But I, I don't know if I, if know I like it, dis- do it. I don't like if I dis, if it disappears though, that's the thing you need to play it. You know, a it's, lot of people, that's how they play games. That's, that is how they play games though. A lot of people. 
No, I know, but I mean, like, if it's, and I'm sure if it's more of a, a popular game, it's not going to to disappear. But still, but no, that's it's that's interesting. I'm surprised a lot more um, haven't done it, or at least for their lower tier games. It would be smart if PlayStation had something like that because they don't have anything like that right now. No, they just they just run those monthly deals that you get stuff at a discounted price, and that's about it. Exactly. Um, so that is the it for gaming. Next, we have the one that I'm excited for, but also worried about. Um, they have uh, basically Assassin's Creed series is being developed at Netflix. Now, the reason why I'm worried is was there people forget there was an Assassin's Creed movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that great. It did horribly. People hated it. Um, I was, n- n- it was whatever to me. But Assassin's Creed has gotten so much better over the years. You don't want to waste all this time on a on a show and then have it be, you know, horrible or mediocre. Exactly, and then basically no one can ever redo it again. So it has to be perfect. It's in development, so who knows who would be involved? Who knows what story they would follow? They have so many stories to follow. Um, so fingers crossed they do a good job. I hope they do, and I hope that um, uh, they don't screw it all up because I know there's a possibility that they will. Yeah, and like you said, if they screw it up on this one, then it's going to be really hard for someone, even if they have a good idea, to to pick it up and re you know run with it yeah that's that's the yeah that's the the thing that i was worried about was yeah they're gonna screw something up and then no one ever gets to do it again um yep so that was short and quick and then my favorite one that i thought was crazy was um after all this time so Basically, 007, they kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed. AMC Theaters decided, hey, we're not going to uh, be open anymore because the movie got delayed till next year. Um, So what ends up happening is is now they're like, you know what? Let's go ahead and just... um, We'll just go ahead and see if we can shop it out to uh, streaming services. So they're going to be shopping the new 007 James Bond movie to streaming services. And people are like, um, what is going on? What are they doing? Um, I think it's a brilliant idea because some of these movies that are going straight to streaming are doing so good. Um, I'll quickly mention that uh, Borat did um better than mulan did on opening weekend so that's just something (laughs) you know it's both streaming both kind of comparative except for mulan you do have to pay extra money for and borat was available with your amazon prime subscription so it is kind of a little bit different um but i just think it's crazy that you know there's there's so many options now for you to watch media why not just go ahead and do do that? Why not do, do just just put it on streaming? Well, and with that, you can get people that are getting will get into a, a bidding war on that as well, and that just means the prices you can go up, up, up. Hands down, I mean it's going to go more than up, up, up. It's gonna it's gonna be I don't even know how how much more crazy it could get because 
I've seen what what some of these places do to to get these movies, and it's insane what they do because they there are stipulations for this and stipulations for that, and they literally just go through all these um they go through all the all these plans and it literally that's what it's all about is it's, it has nothing to do with the actual purchase of the movie it's about royalties and yep. how to track everything that's the details they go into so i mean we're going to see how good they might do i think that um they'll probably go to some sort of obscure service more than likely because they're probably going to want to get something big like that to lead them off you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be like, oh look, we have the 007 movie. Let's go ahead and um, we'll we'll to get this, and then bam, you end up with the uh, the most popular movie on the internet, and everyone's signing up. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, it gets it gets you exposure as well because everyone will want to see the 007 movie, but you can only see it if you sign up through this service. So exactly. So it's 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 uh it's kind of uh, up in the air. But we'll see what happens because let's just say it is one of those things that uh, it can constantly change. And one day they might be, oh, yeah, we're doing this. And then one day they're like, no, you know what? That's all lies. And we don't know what you're talking about. So yep. uh, now we're going to go into our Disney pile. So well, hold, hold, hold on. Wait. You Uh-oh. forgot about, about the biggest news. The McRib is coming back. Oh, I skipped that one. I Come forgot. On now. Uh, yeah, the McRib is coming back. I don't even know. I think there's one place in the area, like not our area, like, um, oh, I skipped two things. Oops. I need to go back to that one too. Cause that one's pretty, that one, I need, I need to talk about that one. Um, no. Yeah. So the McRib is back. Let's even see. I don't even know if this website still works. There's a website where you can track the McRib. Um, I think it's McRibTracker.com. Um, oh yeah. I remember, I remember that the last time it came out. McRib Locator is what it's called. Nice. Most recent signing was in Monahans, Texas on 11-5. Really? Yeah. It was today. Yes, it was. Let's see. I don't even know. Find a McRib. Okay. Oh, wow. They're even doing it where it lets you use your... The closest one to us. Vegas. Wow. Oxnard, California. Well, it's not that bad. 244 miles away. From it's not you. confirmed, though. It's not confirmed, so I wouldn't drive there for it. The next one after that was in Colorado, 1,000 miles away. Ooh. Yeah. So, and I can't believe this site's still active, man. I remember this one for, like, years and years ago, so that's kind of yep. cool. Uh, so, yeah, that is interesting. I'm kind of like whatever about it because it's just a chicken patty that made it look like ribs. So it's, it is what it is. Yeah, but it's delicious and has barbecue sauce. I mean, yeah, some people don't like it though. I know people that don't like it. Cause it's not real meat. It is not real meat. Really? I mean, it is, but it's not. It's okay. It's vegan. <laughs> Yeah, you you wish. Don't tell people that. Don't eat it. It's not vegan. They're gonna get mad at you. Um, hey, that's on. That's on them. So the last thing before the Disney pile that I forgot about completely, but I wanted to talk about it. So there's a movie that's coming out from Michael Bay called Songbird. This is, you know, whatever your opinion of lockdown is, whatever your opinion about any of this stuff is, this is a hundred percent a money grab. And basically, what it's about is 
I think it says they're like in week 300 and something of lockdown in this movie. And basically, uh, KJ, uh, how do you, I can't, remember, uh, Appa, I think his name is, I can't remember his name. He plays, um, Archie from, uh, Riverdale. Um, and, uh, River Phoenix, Riverdale. Uh, yeah, KJ Appa, 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 APA. So basically, the, the, the thing is, is, Basically, people who are immune are allowed to go out in the civilization. Everybody else has to stay quarantined in their their place. Everything's in lockdown. There's a quarantine everywhere like it's a camp. And look, it might be a good movie, but I feel like it's too much of an opportunistic type of film. How could you film this right now and do all this stuff and literally put people at risk for the exact thing that you're reading a movie about? I was just kind of like, I want to know when it was filmed. You know what I mean? I actually can yeah. look that up right now. Did you yeah, watch the trailer for it? I I did, but um, I accidentally clicked on it at work, but it had no sound. And like you said, in the first probably 10, 15 seconds, I'm like, hold on, wait, this is like a pandemic movie. Like, it's the iron's hot, He they're striking, and it's like an easy money grab because everyone will kind of go see it once, or it'll be that movie that, I'm going to tell my grandkids about it. I was like, oh, I remember, you know, during the COVID days that I went through, here's here's kind of a, a, a movie that's about it or what we had to do. But the weird thing is, is it's Michael Bay. So I guess. And I mean, they, they gotta, say it is it is based on COVID-19. They got they got a big name behind it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, people film stuff all the time. I'm just kind of yeah. like, uh, does, I'm kind of like, say, it's it's very opportunistic. It's very opportunistic. That's all. That's all. Oh, yeah. That's all I'll say. Is what it is. Hundred percent. Did it say when they started filming it? No, it doesn't well, say. I mean, any if, of that. if it's if it's based on it, I mean, it's got to be within the last year, I would think. Oh no! Yeah, hundred percent. It was, but I don't know. It was first films. Prim Productions, do not work order on Songbird, telling his members to refuse any work. Wow. Whoa. The SAG after issued a do not work order on Songbird. Oh, well, there you go. Wow, that is crazy. I can't even, I don't even know what that means. Um, I'm going to actually Google that right now real quick. Uh, because I saw there was there was that one actor on there that was um, it said he looks familiar. Do not work order. That's really weird. I never even heard that before. What does it mean? The performers union announced the do not work order on Thursday for production company on a Lark Productions. So the company has failed to complete the signatory process and is therefore not signed to any applicable applicable. That is weird. So it sounds like they oh, didn't... they pulled the plug over COVID-related issues. Oh, uh, so it's a stop work order because basically, um, there's no budget for it, or not no budget, but it was a low budget film. 
the producers had not been transparent about their safety protocols, and there is something we obviously take very seriously. There's also one more that wow. they could be disciplined if they worked on Songbird. Wow. Really? So, so got, I'm going to tell you right now. Down. Well, no, they kept doing it. It's out there. Because what's his face? Yeah, uh, Bradley Whitford is in it. So is Craig Robinson. Obviously, KJ Appa is in it. I don't even know how you sell his name. And that guy, that guy looks familiar. Demi Moore's in it. Jeez, there's a couple big names in it. There's a couple big names. And this dude looks really familiar, but I can't remember who he is. No, I don't want to sign up with this. No. Wait, what? Cancel. Oh, I was liking it. He's a bad guy in something. Can't remember. But yeah, that's interesting. I never even heard about any of that. That's pretty crazy. I didn't know they could do that, but it makes sense because, you know, they basically control anyone who acts and stuff like that. So it does make sense. I mean, they're the union. Yeah. So, all right. So after that, okay, now we're done with everything. Now we're going to Disney News. So like we said, Facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter FOMO underscore cast, and FOMO podcast on Instagram. Um, so the Disney news will rapid fire a couple of them. The first big one is Bette Midler has confirmed that everyone is back for Hocus Pocus 2. They are back for Hocus Pocus 2. Sanderson sisters are back. Don't know when that would film. Don't know who all they mean by the main cast. I assume it's the Sanderson sisters. So Kathy and Jimmy, Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler. Who knows if the other characters will be back in it, but we'll see what happens. Um, and they'll have to do a good job on that because if they don't, the fans will let them know. Well, especially because there was a it was a closet hit before. It was a yeah. classic now, but it didn't do very yep. good at the time it released. So nope. they've been waiting for this for so long, and people are just finding it now too as well. So yep. you got to strike when the iron's hot. Yep. Um, Disneyland Paris is closing again. This was just not really kind of it is what it is. That was legitimately going to happen because um, they basically they're closing down all of France. So that's nothing big either. Um, the other one that we got that's kind of not as big was um, Disney World Entertainment confirms that entertainment will come back eventually to the park. So um, the shows and the parades eventually will return. For those of you that don't know, people were kind of panicking when this first all started happening and they started letting go of the performers. When I went for my honeymoon to Disney World in 2011, I believe March is actually the month when things start to calm down and get less active. That's why they do the Garden Home Show. They don't have the like the drink around the world thingy at that time. And so a lot of the people's contracts expire in March and April. So they didn't re-sign contracts because you don't want to have to be paying someone or some of the contracts they fill out, they can't perform other places. So you would rather not hold someone to that contract. And then so I know like a lot of the dancers were like, it's fine. I'll be back. They just wanted to make sure I wasn't held to a contract in case I can get a dancing gig somewhere else. So it it is what it is. You know, it's different. Um, Rise of the Resistance is offering Fast Pass's option, which will be available outside of the parks. You do not have to be in the park to actually get the fast pass 
Don't know if that will transfer forward in the future or if it's going to be available when they open up Disneyland. But that is the current uh, option where you don't actually have to be in the park at Walt Disney World. Well, and that's only for the first morning fast pass. Right. There's another one that comes like at two o'clock. That one you have to be scanned into the park like it was Correct. before. Correct. So, and I, I and think I know, this, this is to alleviate any kind of congestion because, yeah, e- even though the, even though you might not be going to that ride, you're going to get caught in that congestion as well. No, exactly. And you get a lot of people. They'll get there early, get that get that fast pass, or try to get it, and then they'll leave the park and go somewhere somewhere else, or go exactly. back to the go back to the hotel and come back if they get it later on. But the the funny thing that I was um, listening to another podcast and they were saying, okay, like, do I have to be near the park? Do I have where, how far away do I have to be for it to work? Cause I mean, you got to do it through the app. So you have to have your location service on. That's how they know that you're in the park and your ticket has to be scanned is another way too. So everyone's wondering, you know, can I be at my hotel, like, across on the other side of the resort can i be at the airport in orlando where where is it and if it does transfer over to disneyland obviously have the good neighbor hotels right across the street right can i buy be in my bed and still be close enough it's it's weird but i mean the nice thing is is that you don't physically have to be there checked in and getting it at that time at least for I mean, room. I would appreciate it because what if you're sitting at the downtown Disney location yeah. and you're having, you know, breakfast somewhere over there and you're doing it while you're sitting. That, that'd be that's convenient. It's nice. So, yeah, no, ex- exactly. And I know some people what they were doing at Disneyland and I'm pretty sure it worked is obviously they let you in like an hour or 45 minutes before the park opens. Well, you couldn't get the fast pass until the park opens. Say the park opens at eight o'clock. They let you in at seven o'clock. Well, what people would do is they'd get there early, six thirty, six o'clock, get in. All you gotta do is scan your ticket. They'd scan their ticket, it would show, okay, hey, his ticket is activated for the day. They'd then turn around, walk right back out, because there's two Starbucks in downtown Disney, would go over there, and there's not as many people, especially um using network over in downtown Disney area. That's smart. And would do it at that at that time. So I don't know if you would still be able to do that. We we just did it there in the park and had no problems. But if it opens back up, how if you could still do that, or if they geopin you and you're like, oh no, you're outside the gate. Sorry, I, I don't know. But I know people were doing that just because, um, you know that they that's don't how want it to was. stand up for that's an how hour. It was <laughs> exactly. Well, and like I said, if everyone's in one spot. At eight o'clock, because rope hasn't, they haven't done rope drop yet. So you're all basically in the hub and on Main Street. Yep. Um, so now everyone at eight o'clock, boom, you got a big data um, dump going on trying to get that. So if the farther away you get from there, the better chance you have um, on not having a, a slow data service. And I did a uh, when we were there and did it, I took one five minutes before it opened and then took it right at eight o'clock. Oh, man, it went down. The download speed went down significantly because everyone was on their phone trying to get it. So, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, the next thing is, I don't even know what this is. Let me know. What is this? Uh, the QR reader for the going to get food? 
the Q, okay QR. So when we went to um, downtown Disney, I'll uh, say a month ago, um, if you wanted to get into any virtual queue to the stores or the back lot or anything like that, you would have to, you know, they'd say, hey, you know what? We're only doing uh, virtual queues. You can't stand in the line, yada, yada, to get it. You got to go over here and talk to a cast member and they put your information down, take your phone number, put you in the system. And mm-hmm. it was like max pass. And, you know, when your time would come up, you would have two hours to check in and go through it. Well, okay. now with the QR code, you don't have to go to the person. You scan the code. It has all your you have to have your Disney account set up. So that's how they have all your information and how to get a hold of you. You scan the QR code and it says, "Okay, thank you. You're in the queue. We'll send you a text message um, on when to come back. So there's no inner human interaction or anything like that. It's a lot easier because sometimes it got congested there. And if there was a long line, you don't know what's this line for, what's that line for, because then they'd have a break because you have the walkway there. Right. Um, and you would think where the entrance is to the line, they're like, oh, no, do you have your um, did you get your text message? You're like, no. Oh, well, you want to sign up for it? Oh, you got to go back to the front of the store where you were just at mm-hmm. and go over here where the trams load at. And that's where you get where the cast members are at to get your code. Then when you get your um, text message, that says you come back. Then you come back over here to this entrance and then, you know, we'll get it going. Or it kind of just, you do the QR, it signs you up automatically, and, um, you know, you're good to go. So that way, you're not waiting a line or anything like that. As long as you know how to do it, boom, done, you know, e- easy enough. For the restaurants, they're doing pretty much the same thing, but it's to get a reservation. Or you don't yeah. have to come up to the window. They're just trying to, um, you know, not interact as much or crowds happening, especially especially at, you know, the more popular um, restaurants like, uh, you know, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen or um, uh, Black Tap or Ballast Point, all of all of those ones um, where you can get a line just to get your um, reservation where now scan the QR code and, and you're off and running. So it's a good thing. And I mean, remember when QR codes first came out, they were popular, then they kind of dwindled away. And now... I mean, they are getting it. bigger with menus when you go to a restaurant. Yep. They just have the QR code, so you're not dealing with any of that stuff. So, yep. Yeah, exactly. Big. They have the QR and, code right there in the middle of the table, so they yeah. don't even have to remove it. Just send you straight I, to it. I think that's going to help, too. They probably are implementing it because they know DCA is going to be opening them up uh, Buena Vista Street so they can yep. have all the stores and restaurants open, which I think is yep. brilliant because there is a Starbucks in there as well on that yep. corner. And that yep. ice cream shop is amazing where you can get a kitchen yep. sink, which we have a kitchen sink from there. That's Mickey Mouse. Named. <laughs> it's amazing. Serves your ice cream in it. Um, but that was a small one. I want to end on, uh, on the on the the last one big, but I think it's brilliant that they're doing this because it's kind of like a loophole where they're not opening the theme park. They're just opening mm-hmm. it up to where you can go in and shop the stores and check everything out. So it is a couple adding, restaurants. Adding, it's adding options for people to come downtown Disney. It's probably adding to um, or lessening the congestion. And then it's also adding revenue because it's $10 to park. So, I mean, yep. you know, yeah, you're going to have to pay and 10 bucks to park, and there you go. And it's adding employees in there. I think they said they were going to have 200 employees. This is going to um, 
200 more employees are going to come back just for to, for the stores and the restaurants and, and well, whatnot once they awesome. open. Yeah, uh, exactly. The thing that so does we'll stink is that works. you do have to pay for parking now, which I get it. But, I mean, shoot, Knott's Berry Farms has been doing this for a while now. I mean, they've even had a couple festivals um, where you could go into into the park and not have to um, – Obviously, none of the rides, but able to go go into the park. And like I said, I mean, a couple of the restaurants are going to be open and the Starbucks and everything. So you get your little taste of of Disney without having to go completely into it. Hopefully they, you know, uh, Disneyland Main Street will be not far behind because that's easy. All you do is just you could go all the way down to the hub and just you can't go anywhere from there. But you could still go get your picture taken in front of the castle and with um with the partner statue and then walk back down because that's just all shops so we'll see but it's glad that they're doing it yeah exactly uh lastly the last note we're gonna end on disney is a bunch of mayors from towns that in california who have basically theme parks in them have sent a letter to the mayor basically saying you're full of it we can't we won't be able to survive if we do this we won't be able to open until at least another year so um how do you feel about how they came at them with this and stuff i think it was good i think it was something that i mean they've tried for how long to uh to get this going um and the theme parks were the ones when he initially came out with the plan they said no 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 no, no. don't don't release that plan that's not going to work. We don't even we don't even want you know don't even want to try. Um, and from what it sounds like is that they wrote the letter and you know the letter like he said explained hey we're not going to survive this is what's going on. I mean the town of Anaheim is you take Disneyland out of there that's just another drive through. There. That's just yeah. a drive through town. Um, so that you know you get a lot of stuff that is dependent on Disneyland there. Um, but then I guess kind of at the end of it to wrap it up, they said, you know, can, can you, um, we disagree with the science that you have shown us, uh, you know, can you explain your, your findings or have someone explain it to us? Because the numbers that you are going by aren't the numbers that everyone else has, or, you know, there, there's conflicting, um, numbers on going on here mm-hmm. and we want to know basically can you show us the proof on how you came up with those numbers that you're using when you look at other multiple sources and they all have these numbers you know kind of okay we we get we get what you came up with but now show us proof right is kind of how it, it it wrapped it up because I mean, you can't you can't say in the thing that you think that Disney World is doing an amazing job, and then come right out and say, "Well, the park here can't open for this amount of time." Yep. No, it, exactly. And I mean, you get anyone that says, "Hey, you know, I can't go to church service." Well, this is you know before church services could open up or whatnot, but yet you know. Costco, Target, Walmart, all of those are open, which is a lot of people in in a square footage area. Um, but yet church services can't open when you're primarily sitting down and you, you could space out. Um, right. Or, you know, same thing with movie theaters. I mean, you got, 
you know, all of these different, uh, you know, areas that you could say that on. And it's like, well, hold on, wait. I mean, Disney will probably have stricter standards than what the state would have. Well, I don't know, maybe not California. But, I mean, they they hold themselves to higher standards. We've seen that in Florida. I mean, they they have... um, higher standards you know if the state says hey you got to clean you know once an hour or sanitize once an hour they're probably doing it once every 10 minutes or or whatnot they're going above and beyond because shoot heaven forbid they don't want any outbreaks that says oh you know what it came from disney world because they'd be they'd be done and then they'd be put under the microscope even more so for it's like well home wait i thought this was a safe and clean place it's like well you're taking a risk going there at any time whether it's pandemic or not but you know that's why they're disney in there at the top of the uh, top of the mountain on most stuff especially on on cleanliness on it because they don't want anything to come back to them so and from what i've heard they've been doing a very good job at it they're not yep. they're not they're not skimping on anything um you know they actually haven't been as packed as they hoped they would be so, mm-hmm. you know, some people, you know, are trying to protest the different things they have implemented. So if you figure someone's trying to protest that they're doing something right because then people are mad they're not able to get in the same way they used to. And it's like, well, you have to go through a whole new process now. It's not what, like it was. Everything has changed. It's going to be changed from now on. So, you know, it is yeah. what it is. And, and I mean, it's, it's sad to say, I mean, no matter which side of, you know, what your political views or whatnot are on it, but... I mean, you take that out of it and it's like, okay, come on. You have, you know, all of these companies who are working together and are trying to do it right. But, you know, you kind of have the governor that, you know, whether he's putting his foot down, it's like, nope, this is how you're going to do it or or whatnot. It's like, well, no, let's, let's work on this together. And it seems like, you know, plan A was a complete bust that didn't even see um, the public's eye. I mean, there was rumors and everything about it. You know, plan B that they put out is like no, nobody's going to be able theme park wise, obviously talking here, nobody's going to be able to get to that until there's an antidote and basically the pandemic's gone. So why are we, are we even releasing this when you have other theme parks outside of California that are opening, doing a good job um, about it? And, you know, like they said, all everyone that wrote that letter to the governor all said, you know, show us. Show us the reasoning behind your numbers. Show us the proof because we disagree with it and we're not being, oh, you know, we're, we're mad and turning our backs against you or let's, you know, hang you or lynch you or, you know, get the pitchforks and the shovels and torches. Let's go burn down the governor's mansion. It's like, no, we want to work with you. Let's show us our numbers. Don't show what your numbers have. We want to know what the discrepancy is so that right. way we could come to a common understanding. It's like, oh, you're looking at this. Okay. Well then we could, you know, kind of change things and get everything meshing because like you said, I mean, the city of Anaheim is, I mean, I feel really bad for them, you know, where Knott's Berry's at and where, um, you know, like magic mountain is and, um, you know, sea world and San Diego. I mean, they have, there's other things to go there. Um, yeah, it is a big draw, but there's those towns where survive where Anaheim, I mean, shoot, what they say, you know, three quarters of the people that are employed there worked at Disneyland and, you know, 80, 90, probably 90, 95% of um, 
people that are employed in the town of Anaheim are, you know, due to, you know, the hotels and whatnot are um, because of the theme park that's there. So, I mean, that's huge. You take that away, you know, say Disneyland just ups and moves and says, see you later. We're going somewhere else. I mean, Anaheim's going to be nothing. Nobody's going to know what Anaheim Anaheim is. So yeah, exa- exactly. Hopefully, so, I mean, I mean, come it together is, and- is there's, there's not much that we can do about it now, but hopefully, you know, they, they figure something out to help us out. You know, that's all we want yeah. is something planned. Yeah, um, ex- exactly. And I mean, we've seen it. I mean, Disney has had to lay off and stop the furloughs. They've, they've extenuated everything that they can. It's like, hey, we'd love to keep you, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're a publicly traded company. It comes down to dollars and cents like anything. I mean, you could say, oh, they're making billions of dollars. Yeah, they are. But if you make a billion dollars, but it takes, you know, one and a half billion dollars to run everything, well, guess what? You're losing money. You can only do that for so long. Exactly. So I mean, they, they were able to keep everyone on, um, you know, furloughed. Yeah, they didn't have a job, but they at least they had medical expenses and whatnot in case something did happen for almost a year, which is great. I mean, they could have said, cut their losses at the beginning and said, Hey, sorry, we're going to keep the senior people, especially with the unions. And, you know, so sad, too bad, but, you know, we close so everyone else can go. Like any other company, hey, if they close up shop, well, guess what? They let their employees go. So, I mean, they did the best that they can um, considering the circumstances. So hopefully they could get together, get on the same page and get get open here. I'd say hopefully, be you know, around the new year, but it might not be until... Um, you know, we were thinking what July 17th of, of this past year, it might not be July 7th, you know, Disneyland's birthday yeah. of, of 2021. Exactly. So, I mean, we want, we want to end it on a positive, but this is just the way the times are. So, uh, we want to thank you all for listening. Uh, appreciate it. It's a long one tonight, so I'll be up editing for a while. But uh, we want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Like we said, go to our social media, facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, FOMO podcast on Instagram. Check out our gaming pages uh, as we listed them be- uh, before, uh, FOMOcast gaming. So fb.gg slash FOMOcast gaming. Check out Tim as TC Mendo on Twitch and on YouTube. And then um, just uh, thank you all for listening. We hope to see you next time. And uh, uh, hopefully I'll have a build video coming out once I get a couple of the parts that I ordered for the um, the computer. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't want to do too much because I'm afraid I might uh, break something. So um, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you next time.